same old trouble villains always knocking at the door pretty pictures on the page but nothing ever stays the Thank you, Vandello, and welcome once again to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri, and with me... It's the last time. As always, okay. is the man who <laughs> does what he wants to do, says what he wants to say, lives how he wants to live, plays how he wants to play. My Uncle Fester. Okay. It's fair. I was like, what the hell? Oh, okay, that's from the thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was probably the most tolerable out of all of them so far this the, season. The least well, cringy? It's, it's the last... The last one. The least I'm not going to be nice right. to you anymore. <laughs> this was season four only. <laughs> and with us, the lovely, the talented, our Morticia of the group and her uh, home decor tells us so. <laughs> the lovely and talented Ms. Jennifer Howland. Thank you, Bear. Um, it's my pleasure to introduce our guest. And today we have Bill Wasta. You might recognize the last name. He is related to Josh. He's my brother. <laughs> He's my real life fester. Welcome. <laughs> well, okay. The, Do you the like options... the positioner switched? Because I have kids. That's so. probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I would be the Uncle Fester. <laughs> Except for my flowing mane of hair. Uh, I'll get you a light bulb that you can turn on with your mouth. Nice. Be perfect. Awesome. <laughs> I wish we would have got one for the, when we all dressed up at yeah. Halloween. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, for, for those who have not seen the pictures or who do not know us, uh, Jen and I generally will do Adam's Family every year for Halloween. And uh, we were... Uh, for the tricking and the treating. Yes. And we were graced, uh, bare shaved his head and and did an Completely Uncle Completely baked it. Not just yeah. the usual... Like, like buzz right. cut, just yeah. like completely bicked it and went all out with the costume and everything. So uh, for this season, we, uh, instead of just kind of putting out the call asking who wants to come on the show, we hand chose and there was there was no one else that I wanted for the Adams Family episode other than my brother. Uh, so Phil, I could finally get you on the show. Cause, Your baby brother. Because man, we, we grew up with this. Like, yeah, this was, uh, I mean, Angelica Houston in general was our mom, uh, whether or not it was Morticia or the witches. Yeah, the witches seems more appropriate now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. uh, yeah, so as we do with everybody that comes on the show for the first time, give us a little bit of your background on comic books and uh, that whole kind of world. Okay, well, um, I'm more of a general um, popular media person. I'm not focused on Marvel comics like Josh or, on, um, <laughs> huh? I said preach on brother <laughs> <laughs> or, um, or the more indie stuff. Like I know Jen, uh, seems to have a flair for, I, I just, I just grab all media, like sort of love everything and read as much as I can. And if I can't have access to it, then I just go through Wikipedia to fill in holes. So, um, I don't know. I just sort of enjoy different aesthetics, different perspectives, different artistic ways of doing things. And I um, went and got a theater degree before I went to law school. So I understand a bit about how they set tones and they do um, casting choices and how, they, you know, the, the general theory behind why they put people into roles instead of just, you know, oh, this person looks like that. Well, that doesn't matter as much. Like Christopher um, Lloyd as Uncle Fester, if you looked at just the aesthetics of it, it doesn't match. Right. But the personality does. 
the personality matches, he did a fantastic job because there's this like malevolent energy. There's this constant hum of energy that you get from Christopher Lloyd that's very present in all of the media describing uh, Uncle Fester. Yeah, uh, the the biggest example of something like that that comes to mind is how Anne Rice freaked her shit mm-hmm. when they cast Tom... Uh, uh, Tom Cruise, Cruise. Yeah. Cruise. as Lestat and she was like went very much on record being like this is horrible blah, blah. and then I remember when we got the DVD of the movie on the or uh, not the DVD the VHS because we're younger. before that oh uh, yeah uh she she had a section in the beginning of the VHS mm-hmm. where she basically apologized yeah and told well, everyone gave, this is fantastic yeah they gave her the test screenings they brought Tom Cruise in and I think they did the introduction scene uh, with him and Brad Pitt, where Lestat, um, you know, is is sort of courting him, and she was like, "Oh shit, I was wrong." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, but I, I'm sure that there were people like. I mean, we were we were too young at the time to really care, you know. But I'm sure there were people at the time. That? They're like Christopher Lloyd, Doc yeah. Brown as Fester. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, it's it's sort of a running gag in all film. Like every time that they come out with something that has an established character and then later they bring in an actor that you're like that person like Heath Ledger for the Joker another great example of everybody was like he's a pretty boy he's done all of these roles where he's like this male lead pretty boy 10 things I hate about you 10 things uh, I hate about you uh, Night's Tale Tale, you know The Patriot all of the yeah even the Patriot he was there mostly for the aesthetic of here's this very pretty very virile young man cut down in his prime that was what was supposed to pull you in we get to see the love of his life she burns in the church like the whole thing it's all about the aesthetic more than it is about his actual talent as an actor and then the Joker happens and everybody goes holy shit this guy can really act and then he's dead and that's very sad but like that's there's this theme this running cycle in all of media where anytime that some, they make an uh, a casting choice and it seems against tight there's a very hard fight against it and that's usually when people get their best performances because they want to show that they can do the thing like all actors generally just want to be like i can be anybody at any time and, and that's i want who to I show am. that i have range exactly well yeah. range talent you know whatever you want to describe it as that's that's the general like impetus that tends to get people to get those better performances. Robin Williams in one hour photo. Robin Williams in one hour photo. It's hard to say anything about Robin Williams though, because like that man was just so insanely talented. Right. No, I I, I completely agree. But you look at something like one hour photo where we're used to Robin Williams. Like when you hire Robin Williams, you're Mm -hmm. hiring, you know, all of his, his improvisation, all of his energy. Yeah. And he just explodes. And then you watch one hour photo and he is calm and he is. He's so well. Yeah. It's, and that's the intensity of, and I think, that he was a, a brilliant choice for that because you knew his explosiveness to see that role and just know that he's like a star ready to explode. Just like that, there's so much pressure and build up there in that quiet intensity. And on that note, let's 
let's talk about <laughs> Raul Julia. Because, <laughs> I mean, we grew up, Phil and I grew up knowing who Raul Julia was because he's 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 right. arguably one of the most famous Puerto Rican, Rican actors, actors of yeah. that time. Yeah. And he was just brilliant when it came to a Anything. lot of the movies that, Spanish movies especially, that my uh, our mom watched growing up. And then the Adams Family hit, and it was very much the aesthetic of our house, uh, you know, <laughs> growing up. Uh, we it's always kind of like the... In- it's yeah. not visually, at least, like, the energy behind it. Like, there's right. this quiet, constant joy in everything that the Adams have in their house. And then the house itself is a character. Right. Absolutely. And in the, the embracing of the weird. I don't think there was anything too weird. Like, I... The, the closest that I get is, like, I think our dad was the only one that, like, hit that limit of, that's too weird for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, but I think, I think actually, it's not embracing of the weird. It's, it's showing a perspective of what normal is. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's showing you that what you think is normal is not normal for someone yeah. else. Because the first thing, if you're watching the original Adams Family show, the first thing that they freak out about is when Pugsley decides he wants to be a scout. Yeah. Right. Yep. He wants to join the Boy Scouts. He's yep. going to join the Boy Scouts. They're like, oh, what? Where have we gone wrong with our right, children? Right, exactly. You yeah. know. Well, and that's going back to uh, Charles Adams. So I'm I'm gonna lay it out for the audience. It is not easy to read the Adams Family comics, and I don't say that like it is hard to get into or anything like that. It's very hard to find the Adams Family comics. Right. There are not, uh, you know, collections um, readily available. There have been three that I can find. Two are out of print, and then there's the one that I had to get a physical copy for us, and I had to send a physical copy to Phil, which is great, because it was around uh, Christmas time anyway, <laughs> so it was just a bonus and, bonus present. And it's fabulous. Uh, I just, it, I knew of the comics. I knew yeah. of, like, the, the aesthetic and the vibe and everything, kind of, but I hadn't read, I hadn't read more than five of them, and the collection that you sent out with like 150 or whatever it really it gives a lot of perspective to how the characters are actually grounded and gives a lot more and it also has these little blurbs um in there about like the original author and his reasoning behind naming the characters and then you know I'll the evolution of a couple because grounded grounded becomes quite the pun when actually when you're talking about fester himself <laughs> that's fair, <laughs> uh, that's fair. <laughs> but you get you get to see why he made them the way that he made them and actually fester is a fantastic example of like the evolution of the character because fester the very first time that they ever put Fester in. He's not attached to any of the rest of the family. He's killing his dowdy wife. And and it's not obvious. Like it's not he's got a knife and he's stabbing her. It's very much intimated in the um in the comic panel. And that's and it really showcases the way that they sort of describe violence through all of the Adams family comics. None of them are direct violent action. There's never anything on screen. It's all intimated. It's all implied. That right. Un- unless you've actually got someone's head in a vice, but that's for therapeutic pur- purposes. Right. Right. And that's not violent. Right. And that's not, <laughs> I mean, and, I mean, and that's Wednesday, not in the comics. Right. And it's, <laughs> and it's in the comics. It's not like Wednesday may have Pugsley's head in, you know, in a, in a guillotine. guillotine. Right. However, it's not like she's standing there holding onto the string. What she is doing is it is a, uh, uh, exercise. No, no, no. no. Uh, uh, elaborate setup where like she's got a blindfold on she's got a bow and arrow she's aiming at the rope that's holding the right, kid. Right. so it's like it's like she probably won't chop his head off but it's like <laughs> yeah, you know it's, it's yeah. play it's 
fun. And mm. so the, the violence is always redirected. I, I'm forgetting. What is that called? A something device? Rube Goldberg. Rube Goldberg. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. For examples on this, watch any music video by OK Go. <laughs> <laughs> it is all of them are four plus minute long Rube Goldberg devices and they're fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's so you were talking about how this book has 150 uh, panels, comics, uh, cartoons. That is it. That's all he ever did was yeah. the 150. Uh, starting in 1938, they were in the New Yorker. They played, they they were in the New Yorker all the way until 1988 when he died. Um, and the thing that I, I also thought was interesting that they wrote in the book is that only 75 of them were ever published. Yep, yeah. Uh, which you would think the media empire that the Adams family became, you know, it would be much more. Like it would pull a revival or something. But again... Like like we mentioned earlier, the '91 reboot when they when they came out and did the movie and and it sparked then the cartoon series and then the other live action series out in Canada. It has a different tone than both the comic and the uh, even the '60s TV show had. Well, and for those who have never actually seen the Adams Family comic, uh, the best way I could possibly describe it is a precursor to Family Circus, and it almost seems like it is a mockery of Family Circus, despite having been made before Family Circus was ever invented. <laughs> that right. Was, that it, was very yes. Cool. It is a pre-mockery. Well, and, you know, who knows? Maybe that was the impetus for the creation of Family Circus, where they're like, oh, we need to show normal people. <laughs> we need to do Conservative this, but... backlash? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I am. Thank you, there. <laughs> We need to do this, but without any of the humor. No, we're right? just gonna no, we're gonna take we're gonna take Adam's family and we're gonna make it Norman Rockwell, and then we're going to make money off of it because that's what capitalism does. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, we're gonna make it Norman Rockwell, but boring, like boring Norman Rockwell. That's fair. Also fair. <laughs> I, I happen to have a lot of Norman Rockwell, like well, they're rocks glasses. Let's put it that way. It's, it's the rocks glasses with the Norman Rockwell paintings all over them. I have probably like two dozen at home. So yeah. Yes, it, you, you are absolutely correct that it is boring Norman Rockwell. And just also disclaimer, I always um, mess up in my mind Norman Rockwell and Thomas Kincaid because they're both oh. the same in my mind. <laughs> one just has lots of lights and the other one doesn't. <laughs> I I don't know who Thomas Kincaid is, so but... I do. He does those. Yeah. He does like um, picturesque, um, like paintings of uh, landscapes, buildings. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of yeah. Whereas stuff Rockwell was more people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. See, I always mess up Norman Rockwell and Norman Osborne. <laughs> only, <laughs> only ones that are goblin. No. And now, and now we get no, back you, to I his do not, focus I dis is marble. <laughs> disbelieve. <laughs> disbelieve. You do Make not. Your save. You do not mix those up. <laughs> Make your will save. You've been drinking, so you've got a negative two penalty. I've come to you, <laughs> Spider-Man, to paint the nun. The lights on your street. <laughs> I've come to enforce Christian values. <laughs> your street light will look so pretty. Yeah, that's this uh... goblin bomb. <laughs> that's actually a lot scarier than Norman Osborne has been for many years. <laughs> 
So when talking about the Adams Family, Phil, you brought this up a little bit. The Adams Family has sparked three live-action TV shows, uh, one Halloween special, a cartoon, a very famous that we watched. Soon to be a second cartoon. Well, uh, the movie doesn't. Uh, yeah. No, uh, no, I'm not talking about the movie. There was a there was a cartoon that came out that was a spinoff of Scooby Doo in the '70s, and it was a Hanna right. Barbera cartoon. The crossover. And that two yeah. It was a, yeah the 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 crossover with Scooby Doo because yes, it was part of the new Scooby Doo movies, and then had its own. Uh, yeah. That actually the the cast of the, the TV Adam's show. family TV yeah. show were were yeah. And, and can I say I hate the art? I hate that art. Oh, Hanna Barbera art. Yes, I I don't hate Hanna Barbera. It, art in general, but the Adams family in the Hanna Barbera universe was so bad. Well, and, and actually, I was let's let's stop and, and talk about that because the art in the Hanna Barbera they were trying to make them look more like the comic strip Adams family, like almost a hybrid between what John Aston actually looks like and the comic because the right. comic book yes. Gomez it looks nothing like John Aston or Raul Julia. He's a mm -hmm. he's a short fat dude, mm -hmm. you know, yep. with the he's still got the pencil stash. But yeah, it was it's it's they're very very different aesthetics. Um, also, but speaking. Of which like if we go to the the animated that we covered the the animation that they did for all of the individual characters was spot on mm -hmm. to the comics yes right. to the comics not to the actors that you're used to oh yeah absolutely right. not not to the live action at all but i was i was really impressed because i i had flipped through the book you know and kind of skimmed through and read a few things here and there and then sat down to watch the animated movie and was just blown away at how accurate to the comics they were right yes yeah absolutely yeah. Oh, so, excuse me. So there are a lot of references there. Like Wednesday animated in the comic looks like a hangman's noose. Mm -hmm. Like yes. her head is in the shape of yes. a hangman's yep. noose. There are lots of, of kind of subtle references there in that original art style um, that I think is very clever and I like a lot. I was entertained that they kept going through um, different philosophers for the name of the octopus. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, Aristotle is usually what it is. I, mean, I think that's what it is in the original. Air, yeah, yeah. Uh, Archimedes, Archimedes. Archimedes. Archimedes is the one in the TV series. Yeah. yeah. And then in the animated, they call it, it was actually Wednesday's Octopus, and it was Socrates. Mm -hmm. Right, oh. which is great. Um, so moving from there, there were three live action movies. There were two with Raul Julia and, uh, and Angelica Houston, and then there was... The third one that I tried to find streaming, you can't even buy it on Voodoo or Amazon. It's so bad. It's wow. so bad. Which and it's, like, and it's so sad because Tim Curry is Gomez, and honestly, if you're gonna recast like around that time, right? And you want somebody who has that kooky aesthetic and brings the energy and passion that you need for Gomez, because that's well, yes. at least that's the that's the rebranding that they've done. Just this energy and this passion. You think of Tim Curry, you really do, and it. <laughs> right, and I wanted to watch it. I was willing to put down money to watch it because Tim Curry, but also Daryl Hannah as Morticia. Yes. Like, and from what I read, I she even... was super excited to basically do something that was not Daryl Hannah. Right. So yeah. she wanted when, to jump When did into that, that movie come out? It was direct to uh, <laughs> right, but video when? And it was like in the late 90s. Yeah, late nineties. Um, I'm looking and it up I, right I'm, now. I I have to the say, game, and I'm very very game. sad that you weren't able to get it because I'm pretty sure that I've only seen clips from it and I have not seen it, and that makes me sad 
as a fan of the Addams Family. I'm sure. 1998. On there you go. eBay or Amazon. Oh, we'll be you able. might not be able to stream it, but you should oh, we'll, be able to get we'll a, be like, an for actual it. disc. We'll be looking for it. We, we will find it. <laughs> Uh, but it also, I mean, also as the villain, because they do this a lot, like it's the general aesthetic of, of the Adams family of having normal people come in and sort of invade their space. And, and the plot in this one is actually different where the Adams family is going out and seeking mm-hmm. other families. And so of course, as the straight man, they had to pick somebody who looked as normal as possible, but was evil as shit. So Ed Begley Jr. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We need a we need an evil white man. Because <laughs> I like I he is like in my mind he is the Californian granola eating Birkenstock wearing guy. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. And he didn't well, but he's a good actor, yeah. so he could play that. But in my mind, that actor isn't like oh yeah, totally. Oh, yes, like, yeah. I look perfectly innocent at all times, and then you can see that. I thought you were going to say, I look perfectly Aryan. (laughs) (laughs) Have someone call me, child, call me. Uh, so, in addition to the three live-action movies, there were six oh, yeah. video games. Yeah. Oh, and the first one for, I think it was Super NES, Fester's yeah. Quest. Fester's Quest was for the original NES. Oh, was it original NES? No, okay. and I played a bunch oh, of it. Oh, it was, like, the learning curve in the very beginning was so freaking hard. But then, like, once you got past that, like, the, the game got so much easier. Yeah, but, yeah, six total video games. The newest video game being uh, actually an app for your phone called Adam's Family Mystery Mansion. Which, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous, but it's fun. But it's also based off of the cartoon. Oh, okay. So uh, the the cartoon movie, uh, the newest one. We get to before we get to the cartoon movie. There is there's one more thing I want to mention. I just sent it to you last night, Bill, and that is the musical, yes, Broadway musical. Nathan Lane, Baby Nathan Newworth. Lane as Gomez, <laughs> BB Newworth as Morticia, Morticia, and Krista Rodriguez as Wednesday. Who we know Krista Rodriguez from one very special thing that we're still angry that Netflix canceled called. Daybreak, she was Miss Crumble. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, uh, uh, to our audience, I, if you've not watched Daybreak, it is do it. phenomenal. I uh I or couldn't I get seen Daybreak either. <laughs> me no um so i i was trying to you sent me the link for the spotify list but i couldn't get into spotify for whatever reason so i started going through youtube videos uh to find the songs and uh they performed on the letterman show and they did uh what's it take to be an adams or or whatever and so when you you're see, an adams when you're an adams they just yeah. they and they had the whole cast up there doing mm. it with a full dance routine around them so you get to see it it was it was fabulous but that is again like Nathan Lane as Gomez is going to change the entire dynamic of everything else that you do because there's no way that you can get that serious intensity right. that you expect from Gomez at points. It's, just, it's not Nathan Lane. Like it's not who right. he is as an actor. He always goes to humor as his reflection. So Babe Newworth, instead of what I think would have been perfect, which is if she could have brought in the same sort of muted tone and um, and facade that she had as Lilith in Frasier and in Cheers, would have been perfect. But even in that very short song, you see her smiling and joking and laughing, and it's, it's not the same Morticia that you would expect that person to do. Right. Well, and the theme of the musical is actually really, really pretty awesome because it's uh, Wednesday is 19 years old and is in love and is bringing a normal boy home. 
um, to meet the family. Wednesday, and, Wednesday snags a normie. Yes. And so <laughs> a lot of it is about, again, that, that central theme when Pugsley wants to join the scouts in the first TV episode of Where Did We Go Wrong? And as a father, Phil, there's a song called Happy Sad that if you didn't find it, fucking find that song because it's all about how Gomez for his daughter is so happy while also being sad. And this, it, 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 when you talk about Nathan Lane and how he always goes to humor, that song has such a back and forth because he does get through the fact that he has to give his daughter away. He has to give up, you know, this person he raised, this person he did all of these things with, but he has, to, I mean, he has to be happy for her. He has no, no choice, but he also has to be sad. And it's, it's really good. And it's, and it's Nathan Lane in a performance that I've never seen it performed. I've only heard it. But through his voice, you can just hear the extremes of what that situation would do to a father. Uh, again, I'm more generally media. That's very similar theme execution uh, to Hotel Transylvania, which is an Adam Sandler uh, animated movie. And that's the central theme is he's a vampire and his vampire daughter falls in love with a regular dude. I have not seen any of the Hotel Transylvanians. I I, I have heard that they're very good. Yeah, I saw they're, the first one yeah. and they are good. And you're right. There is a correlation there. I mean, it's parenting. I mean, it's yeah. fairly it's fairly universal. But again, we also come back to the, the Adams family. Main, like the driving theme behind them is acceptance and love in a non-traditional way. And that's really like... That's the central theme is that they they accept and love their children in a very positive, in a very nurturing way that the rest of society does not. I mean, I, I don't know, just doesn't understand. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, which is funny because that brings it back to our family, um, because you know, and we've <laughs> talked about this. Yeah. Both of us have brought people home and Crystal has as well. Our, our sister has as well. Have brought people home that just don't get the dynamic because we are loud. We are boisterous. We very much do not like hide our feelings. We're not really those types of people. I mean, some of us use tact some do not, but it is it is very much by the end of the evening, everything is on the table. By the end There's... of the evening, your mother has her hands in the air. Yelling, and... what do you want, Bear? <laughs> what do you want, Bear? Tell, yeah. tell me what you want. Bear and, has been and, adopted. And me going, yeah, Carmen, more than anything, I just want this moment to be over. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But it's, yeah, but it's 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 also this it's a very loving, very engaging, very energetic at times, passionate always, <laughs> but it's a very loving attempt to be a positive support network. And that's right. generally yeah. And I, I completely agree with that. And I think that the real thrust of the comparison is that from an outsider's perspective, it doesn't seem like that's the case. It doesn't seem right. healthy. Well, it doesn't, yeah. no, it doesn't seem like that's the case, that there is acceptance, well, that there I, is. But that, I think usually what you're seeing in, the, in a lot of the, in a lot of the visuals that you get is the fact that they're walking in and they think the environment is unsafe. And because they think the environment is unsafe, they are paying zero attention to the actual interaction. Wait, are we talking about our family or are we talking about <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> How many suns do you need on a wall? What are they worshiping? But also, <laughs> what are these masks? Oh yeah, that's the afternoon that my mother wrapped oh, our boy. heads in plaster of Paris and so took. She, so and she like, literally put our faces on the wall. Yeah. Right, and and but wasn't that dangerous? Well, you could see where she poked nostril holes, so we yeah, could please there were straws up there. We could breathe. <laughs> <laughs> But I, Some I, people just aren't into art. I think in both cases, outsiders are not, they're not willing to look deeper, you know? So they see an environment that is not something they're, they know or they're comfortable with or they think is safe. Um, they're not familiar with how that family expresses care love support absolutely yeah that's uh, that's exactly what you're looking at yeah anything you ask, <laughs> phil <laughs> no, I'm just, it's, he's like it, oh yeah care love support mm, uh, yeah i see it i'm just also i'm just also laughing then at the at the conversation that because then me and josh went into this conversation like if you don't understand the dynamic of the conversation and the way that we talk to each other you don't see that sometimes like i made a comment to josh and it was a hundred percent a thousand in like yelling and, and whatever in text and then I was trying to do a similar to Jen and I was like oh no that's too much and so I toned it what I thought way down and still pissed Jen off because she does you not understand not. You, did, you did not piss me off and and thanks for trying to mitigate there, Josh. Poorly. It by just the seemed way. to come out of nowhere. Like, yeah. like, I understood it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I did not have my phone near me. Uh, Phil was listening to some of our past episodes to get ready. And Phil, do you want to do you want to make the correction now? Of like in in the way that you sent it, like what did we forget in our Umbrella Academy? No. Episode? Oh, okay. So here. <laughs> Here, here is the thing. He was like, hey, here's a thing that I think would have been a good point in this episode. And I was just like, yeah, well, you know, we look to our guests to bring up things like that. <laughs> <laughs> fair okay so you know what i i appreciate your and this is actually i want to say one thing when i first met your entire immediate family i stepped back and i didn't engage i watched interactions oh that was at my birthday party yeah so I, I watched interactions, which may have not. Oh, that was actually when we met. That yeah, was, yeah. yeah. We so were instantly friends. We were. <laughs> and it may not have given an impression of who I actually am, but it, so this is, it, it actually does because this is what I do. I observe and then I interact. And so once I understood the dynamic person to person, I was like, oh yeah, totally into that. Gonna jump right in. But that first night, all I did was watch. Right, which was very uncharacteristic. Of who? Of you. No, it's well, not. Well, I mean, for, for people that know you. <laughs> right. I, I wasn't behaving in a manner that was characteristic right. for myself. Gotcha. Right. Yes. Because yeah. you were walking into a big party of a mess of people. You have no <laughs> idea who the hell they are. Yeah, well, I mean, that's There not were so a... many circumstances around that party that were both awesome and crazy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is it now? Eight years later? Shit. Almost eight years Is it years only later. eight years? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 2013. Yeah. Okay. So almost eight years later. Um, we've known each other forever. Mm -hmm. So, Phil, you... you oh. Cheers. Uh, you, you have a chance to set the record straight. What did we forget in our okay. Umbrella Academy episode? So in your Umbrella Academy episode, you talk, and 
there's literally like a one second throw away line where you're like, oh yeah, the author's fairly new. And, and because of that, he was probably reticent to really engage in trying to lengthen the storyline to, to get these plot points and get the character development um, that he has, you know, that they were able to then do in the show. The, the author is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. He does not give shit about money at this point. He wanted to write a story and he wrote the exact I, story as, that as he I wanted. As I recall, we pretty much avoided that the whole, the we whole episode. We stepped that he around it. All yeah. of us had it in our notes. Yeah, yeah. everybody, no everybody. Okay, but how can you have that episode and you're talking about the greater meta plot of everything between the comic and the I think I and not said. mention the fact that this guy the reason that he didn't is because he doesn't give a fuck. I don't like, think he, that's the reason. I, 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 I don't no, think, I think that's, that's the reason. Right. That's not the reason. I think <laughs> the reason is he is the lead singer of my chemical romance and had the opportunity to write a comic and he did, and he was shit at it so he did a pretty good job based on he was shit at it and has gotten better right okay because the umbrella academy does get better and we did uh discuss it a little bit because the comic that we did for doom patrol also written by gerard way and right fucking amazing yes right as i said got so got much better, better. <laughs> so yeah i mean the fact that he's the lead singer of My Chemical Romance gave him the opportunity to do something right. that he was right. interested in. Didn't necessarily mean that he did a so-so job because he didn't need the money. Maybe he did a so-so job because that was not a, a media. Well, yeah, it, it was, was a media he wasn't familiar with. Listen, it, everyone should feel brave enough to go out there and fail at something new, you know? Absolutely. It's like That's... he wanted to go out, he had this idea in his head for a story that was a comic book. He yeah. wanted to do it. He went out there and did it. Was it great? No. So did it turn into something better? Yes. yes. Keep in mind that, that I did not read what you put on chat. Like I, <laughs> but I read what you put on mine that I didn't answer right away. <laughs> And that is, in all caps, how do you do a show about this graphic novel and not know that the author is a famous musician? Link to the Wikipedia article on Gerard Way. My Chemical Romance, three question marks, all caps. Link to Welcome to the Black Parade music video. Link to Helena music video. Well, <laughs> That's how we communicate. It is, it is. I didn't well, do that to Jen. Aside, aside from that... That is actually an excellent point. The fact, like my black, the, the black parade that My Chemical Romance did, absolutely is a great springboard for the Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Is this also into one of also those, like, Helena? Start watching, you know, uh, Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon, but you're gonna do no. no. I don't think so. <laughs> I, but I, but I see, I see the creative progression. Right. I just remember that we're gonna one go time. back to movies and TV series with one musical yeah. artist, and it's just gonna be Umbrella Academy. All the music's done by My Chemical Romance. Well, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because we are now watching a bunch of stuff for Batman. Yeah, right. Watch the original <laughs> Tim Burton Batman. Tim Burton Batman. That had, uh, all, an entirely all done Prince Prince. soundtrack. Yeah. I owned that soundtrack when I was a kid. Everyone. Let's not spoil that though. Actually, that would be that would actually there's at least one part that is really weird, but works is that Helena was actually written by Gerard Way when his grandmother passed. That's her name. And so that's the, the mourning feeling from that song would work really well for the scene where they, you know, bury the father. But it also 
has none of the emotion that you really want in there. I was right. going to say, did Gerard Way hate his grandmother? <laughs> <laughs> okay, to fight anyway. with all of his siblings over the grave. Gerard Way, you very Back to the Adams family. Right, right. <laughs> Um, so we all, for the first time for this show, watched the Adams Family cartoon that came out in uh, in 2019. So good. Yeah. Um, so good. Phil, you're our guest. What'd you think of it? The art was spot on. And they w- the, the thing that I liked most about it was it was kind of a mix of the original art, the original aesthetics. There's very much this gloomy feel in the house, which it really it and they talk about that in the in the um collection that you got the house itself the architecture the way that it frames everything is really a character in itself and this time they made it a full-on character like they gave it Mm -hmm. its own spirit its own influence over the thing i really appreciated that but they also mixed in i think a lot of the energy that raul julia brought in the 1991 reboot um into the characters because you know gomez is this carefree energetic guy but it's not like the 60s tv show where he's goofy and and frivolous with it he's it's very directed it's very uh impassioned but it's also very focused Mm -hmm. um and it talks a lot about the themes that you were saying earlier you know a, a father uh coming to grips with both the changing of the times and his inefficacy at being a father i I really enjoyed it i thought they did it perfectly also the uh what's i can't remember the name of the movie now but the there's a part in the adams family movie where uh wednesday brings frogs back to life and then does the thing that donald sutherland did oh uh, body snatchers body snatchers yeah it was just so perfect like the whole scene was just (laughs) fabulous there are a ton of easter eggs in that movie that i really really enjoy the throwbacks the like if you go if you go into um lurch lighting matches off of his nose like there was like i want to say it was like episode two of the original black and white where gomez walks over and like lights a match off of lurch's cheek or something like that yep yep um morticia's african strangler the octopus again like kitty they're the the yeah they kitty yeah yeah kitty the the throat the you know, the callbacks to the original series tv series are just all over the place it's also easy to see when something is done to be like i'm gonna make a quick buck based on this like and when power somebody rangers, cares about the material the power rangers movie the avatar the last airbender movie like all oh, these things that didn't oh. really understand what they were coming from and then something like this where you could tell that they did a lot of research yeah, tons it's of kind research. of like, it's kind of like the ryan reynolds dead movie like yes. you can yeah. tell that they loved the source material and wanted to be as faithful to it as they could so they brought a lot of the things that you don't see in anything else back well there's a so yes we're going to divert again but a good example of that is people that i know that know that i'm a huge gambit fan and for a long time channing tatum was attached to the gambit movie that has supposed to have been happening for 15 years and at this point is 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 dead but people were like well what do you think about channing tatum 
So we were talking at the cartoon. About the yeah, the, the the cartoon movie. Um, Oscar Isaac. They brought him back, and they mm. brought him in as Gomez because they ever since uh, Raul Julia, the idea of Gomez has completely been changed to Latinx. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Well, he wasn't the original. Well, yes, Gomez. That's there's no yes. other. There, there is no other. There is no language. other culture that there's has no other culture that has that name. That has Gomez as a name other than a very deeply Latin, and that's what he was supposed to be. Right, but you look at the original show and. John Aston isn't exactly uh, a, a pioneer of Latin acting. It's well, 1960s in the 60s, white yeah, TV right. culture, I mean, so you're not going to have that. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, but Raul Julia brings it back, you know, and, yeah. and really, they're like, okay, well, if we're going to do a Latin actor, fuck it. <laughs> You know, let's, let's do Raul goddamn Julia, who, like, the man could not not have an accent. I've never yeah. seen him in anything where he does not have a very prominent Puerto Rican accent. Let's put a pin in this for when we cast the, the movie, yeah. because I will right. come back to this. All right. Charlize Theron doing the voice of Morticia. Love Charlize Theron in general. But, yeah. like, yeah. how do you not love the woman? Yeah. I, I don't know that I, she's I done know. anything that I haven't enjoyed. I think my love of the woman has really been amplified by doing this show. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because she is so involved in so many comic book properties. She, she is such <laughs> a... She, I don't know if she's an actual nerd. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some she, I'm pretty sure she's an actual nerd. Like but there is an one thing... An actual nerd or a closet nerd, but... There is one thing she did, and it's not her fault that I just can't get behind. Aeon, you say devil's advocate. We're Aeon fighting. Flux. Aeon Flux. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to yeah. fight with you over that. Yeah, no, you yeah. need money. That was money. That was a money it, grab. That's yeah. all that was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is, she was an example of not understanding the source. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And that wasn't her fault. Right. In fact, she no. probably signed on saying, hell yes. Yeah. This and is then fucking she got amazing. the script and then yeah. she went, oh. Yeah. oh. Well, you've got you've to remember also that generally, if you look at her characters, if you look at the throughput that she puts into all of her characters, there's a very prominent feminist, um, strong, like core strength that she has as a throughput through all of her characters I mean, and you're not going and you're not going to get that in general in general media like you're not going to have the ability for because we live in a very misogynistic society we're, you're not going to get the ability for them gonna, to I'm display say, that level of femininity and I'm going to tell I'm going to say had yes that's I'm fair. going to say had because I think I believe it's changing and it has changed look at atomic blonde yeah absolutely I I think that you are spot on for the time that especially that movie happened yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The '90s sucked ass for women. <laughs> but the yeah. whole cast of this, right? Animated... So Chloe Grace Moretz, which I'm going to use, uh, played uh, voiced Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not recognize the name. Jen certainly doesn't, because there's a movie that she still needs to watch that was her launching off. And that is Kick Ass. Yeah, and we're getting there. It's on the list for later. It is on the list. I'd love to get there because. Oh my God! Your love of action movies, yep. you know, you know and how, Nick Cage. Yeah. Um, you know how uh, Elton Brown does the whole, but that's another show. Yeah, we're, we're just gonna do that's on the list. We call that uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. Because well, that's, <laughs> that's what I call it. 
I'm just going to call it. It's on the list. It's I'm, on the list. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm taking it. I'm taking it over. It's I'm on the there. list. It's on the list. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get Finn there. Wolfhard is Pugsley, who we are just starting to love because we are way behind the eight ball and we are still on the first season of Stranger Things. All right. Yeah. And I have to. All right. I'm going to. I just have to break in. And, and so we are creating a cast, our ideal cast for the show. And that's who I chose as Pugsley before I knew that he voiced Pugsley <laughs> in the animated. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and that he's a skinny, skinny little kid. Yeah. Well, Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's true. We can do tons of things with makeup. Well, also, it could be a double entendre. Here's Pugsley, and he's this toothpick of a child. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, somebody who I I love anything that he's in. I love his humor. I love his voice. Snoop Dogg? Nick Crawl. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um, on brand for you. Yeah. yeah if you <laughs> not seen Big Mouth um, or The League. The League is the last show I ever thought I would like because it's about a fantasy football league. Yes, same here. And no. it's it's so goddamn funny. It's a, it's a guilty pleasure of mine as well. And it, like, I don't remember who introduced me to it. Was Talk it, about it cringy, yeah. cringy humor. I can't yes. watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's I. It's a. It, this is actually the cringy humor that I can stand because right. some of these people are just so dumb that you're just like because they're it's all, not they're it's not even a cringe people and it's all cringy yeah. on them. Yeah, like they well, deserve and that's what shit's happens. Great. Yeah. That's shit's great. They okay. deserve yeah. what happens to them. Yeah. So and they also deserve Jason Manzu who has no consequences at all whenever he shows up and he's fantastic and that's how it is in anything he is ever in period that's they uh so one of the things that i've enjoyed uh not necessarily for the host but for the for the content of it is comedians in cars getting coffee and uh seth rogan does an episode with Jerry uh and in it he describes the type of humor that he really appreciates and what he likes to see and what he says is is that you can have jokes about people not understanding social norms but they don't that that's the only way that you can punch down yes is when somebody doesn't understand the social norm and that's why they're doing it it's not intentional that's and and that's the the cringy humor that I I'm okay with, but when it's like cringy humor, like they should know or they haven't been established to not know that this thing that they're doing is deeply insulting and wrong, I just it it, it hits differently for me. So like Steve Carell it. in The Office. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I don't. I will never watch The Office. I, I, I there's yeah. no one that on this earth that can convince me to watch The Office. Right, and and I understand that because I was that way too, and and other elements brought me into it when I was forced to watch it. Now, Night after night working at a video store. I mean, I, and I get it. You have to get over that that certain yeah. hump, um, and you don't necessarily have to. Like, if that's not your deal, that's not your deal. But, but there's there are things like that, that we've discussed, like Shit's Creek, where read the synopsis of the first season where that happens, and then just watch the characters develop. I guess that's where I can get over that is is if they're introduced in that way, but there is an arc, and then they grow past it. Yes, absolutely. And then you at some point see them look at the past and go oh that that yes. i'll buy into that that, that is exactly what shit if they is. have if they have that payoff then yep. it's worth it yep. but yeah so um just looking running down the rest of the list uh of the kind of the side characters i mean the cast of this cartoon has a Holy lot shit. of i mean that it has a lot grandma of yeah we got allison janney and martin short when's the right. oh marty <laughs> I and they have this. him in there for about a minute and a half. Yeah. Catherine <laughs> O'Hara, uh, Titus Burgess. 
if if he just could have done the Pino song. Uh, come on, Snoop. 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 Snoop as cousin it. Yep. So you get Snoop Dogg. It's kind of like it's all he like had to joke. do was get high and mumble into a microphone. Like right. He, but no, because he sings. Like, he sings at the entrance when he drives. He in. does. Yes, yeah, that's true. Does. But still, like, <laughs> but it's also he was like, high for that too, though. It's also the idea of getting like Vin Diesel to do Groot. Right. You know, yep. you just I am Groot. Like in, in different influence. You know, it's the same thing. You get Snoop Dogg, right. and then Snoop, you're like, or you the have, cousin it. He's like, sweet. <laughs> or you get, or you get. Brad Pitt to do a cameo in Deadpool 2 for literally a frame. Like a frame. (laughs) We just need you right before I ate a power line. (laughs) While while eating a power line. While eating a power line. Um, But yeah, it was, uh, so the sequel is almost done. It comes out October 1st of this year of 2021. Um, So yay. Uh, But this could be the next incarnation of how people will understand the Adams family. Um, Barry, you've already said that you enjoyed it. Jen, um, did you have any thoughts on the first time we watched the cartoon? Um, no, I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was really well done. And it was the the setup of the the storyline was very much exactly what, you know, the cartoons, the the old It was a movies. TV show plot. Is, is the thing that came to my mind. Is okay, it was very yeah. much set up like the TV show. Yes. Was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If the TV show could have evolved to show Lurch as a tenor. Yes. <laughs> because I, I, I took that snap. I snapped that shot and, yeah. and like put it on my Snapchat. I put it on my Facebook. I was just like, you have a oh my God. Yes, I have a Snapchat. I don't even have a Snapchat. I have a Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never knew that about you. <laughs> I, oh my God. <laughs> Listen, we're 20 years strong and we're still- <laughs> Learning. We're still learning. Yes, we're still we're still learning. <laughs> so, uh, it's just like okay, the other wife is here. <laughs> By other wife, she means Josh. But yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, Phil, I know that uh, there are same. Actually, both of our wives have have whole holes in both pop of our culture. Wives? Both of our Phil and oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're, We're fine. Jen. Now. We know exactly. we understand these things. But um we we have both have just have had discussions on there are certain periods that are have holes. Jen is generally the mid to late nineties or the the, the nineties. Yeah, the nineties. <laughs> early um, early to mid. Karen, your wife, has um just pop culture holes in general. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> Was, did you watch the the Adams Family cartoon with your family, with your girls? And no, I wasn't sure the themes or okay. anything. And uh, also, the kids. I don't want to. If I'm trying to understand something, I don't want to have children screaming that they don't want to watch the thing. So okay. um, no, I, I wanted to make okay. sure that it would be something that they would like before I tried cool. having them watch it. So okay. Uh, do, do do your girls or or your wife have like any idea of the Adams Family in general? Oh yeah. it's it's um less of that and it's more that um like i wasn't i haven't watched well obviously i can't watch the 91 movie with the five-year-old and the uh nine-year-old it's just not it's it's going to like i'm trying to remember which movie it was that we tried watching they were like nope that's too scary i'm out and they just left the room uh and i was like what um (laughs) gremlins no (laughs) my five-year-old thanks (laughs) It's a PG no. movie. Well, Karen, what was the name of that movie that Cassie said was too scary for her and she wouldn't even watch it and it was like a Miyazaki level movie? 
and we were like, what? Spirited Away. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. I, I can understand that. There are the wolf parts and some of the other things. There are some, yeah, yeah. No, that's, you're, you're thinking, thinking of Princess, Princess Mononoke. Okay. Spirited Away so, is yeah. the one with, uh, yeah. is the one with the uh, spirit that uh, the, gives out gold and, and eats the boat people. And and, the, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fucking scary. Yeah. What the mean? <laughs> <laughs> But it's all just animated, okay, so it but be she scary. watched children should like it. But she, but watched, she also uh, watched uh, all of the, the other modern okay movies, and she right. enjoyed pretty much all of them. Like uh, I know we watched Castle in the Sky. Castle no, in the Sky. House, she House enjoyed Moving Castle. That, she, Moving Castle. And yeah, but she Castle wasn't born then. Oh, that's true. No, but when, she's watched all of those and she loves them. She also watched uh, the one with the giant bugs, and that's one of her favorite movies. What is that? Is that Castle in the Sky? No. Nasca. Which, if you haven't seen, seen you need to yeah. see Nasca. It's really yeah. good. The last, the last one of those that I saw was Ponyo, and I really enjoyed it. Ponyo's. I mean, it's it's a very it's that one is him just playing with the art more than anything but right. which is gorgeous because it's Miyazaki but no uh 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 Nasca is a really intense but really good movie and it has Patrick Stewart as uh the main male support so like let's not talk noise all right well let's get to uh to the last piece before this so yesterday it was announced that tim burton has signed on with netflix to make a new live action uh adam's family show and uh yeah and it will be called wednesday so we'll focus on wednesday adams i sent to all of you to get a cast together yeah, like- uh, with Burton directing. So you have to kind of keep that in mind that it will be the gothiest gotha that has ever gothed on screen. Mm. Uh, no, no. you just said that to you in front of your wife. I did. So let's start with you, Phil. Um, I mean, I wrote out, well, before that, you also said, hey, if you yeah. were going to cast this, you know, you should just write right, up sort exactly. of your dream cast. And so I took my cast, if it was the original comic or uh, more of a faithful, you know, thing to the 91 reboot. And then I wrote one for, that I've marked as TFB for Tim fucking Burton. Because, <laughs> nice. Because um, he and deserves I did a both, middle name if, in quotes. Yeah, kind of. Because I feel like a lot of anything related to goth is just sort of thrown at Tim Burton because like, oh, he'll be the perfect director for this because it's gothy. And it's like, no, just don't. (sighs) Anyway, so um, so the one that I wrote up for uh, Wednesday with the idea being that it would be set later, like because Christina Ricci is now the same age that Angelica Houston was during the 1991 movie. Correct. So with that in mind, I kept Christina Ricci is Wednesday because why wouldn't you? Um, I I did I went with uh, Joaquin Almeida for um, Gomez because we don't have Raul Julia anymore. And uh, if you're not familiar with the name, I'm trying to remember what else he's been in. Uh, oh well, Josh knows him from Fast Five, but beyond that, he was also uh, where's the other one that I definitely remembered him from? And of course, my head isn't working. Or, Anyway, so I'm going to continue to... Oh, uh, Mask of Zorro, he was General Senna. Uh, there's... Oh, uh, in Desperado, he was Bucho. He was okay. the brother, the main... There yeah, you go. That yeah. guy. So I thought that he would be perfect. He has the same sort of quiet intensity um, and energy that he can bring to it. But now that we're talking about 20 years later, 
Gomez, he wouldn't have the same, he wouldn't have the same impact, I think. So I think I figured that would work. Um, I wanted to go with Angelica Houston, but I don't, uh, I haven't seen her in anything recently. So I don't know that she would have the same energy, but Babe Newworth is right there. So there's no reason not to use her. And then um, for Pugsley, I was thinking for a while, you need somebody who has, who has this sort of, because they, the one thing that I didn't like, once I read the original source material, the one thing that I really didn't like about the 1991 reboot is what they sort of chose to, the direction that they went with and with for Pugsley, because instead of making him like a, a, viner, a, a sinister, vicious, calculating person like he is in the original comics, they sort of made him a stooge to Wednesday, and that was they, they made him a pal is what they yeah. made him. Yeah, he was just something for her to act off of right. instead of having an actual character himself. But I think a lot of that was actually probably pulled from the the black and white series. Correct. Because yes. he, yeah. he really, they did not portray him as very intelligent at all. Well, and I think that in the, in the 60s series, because in parallel to the Addams Family, there was the Monsters. Yes. And they had... It was a family similar to the Adams, where they had one person in the family who was quote unquote normal. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I felt like what they were trying to do in the 60s series is they made Pugsley, he was trying to be like the rest of the family, but he was actually more quote unquote normal. Oh, which is what the Boy Scouts think. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he looked more normal. He, even though he was trying to do things that were, he wasn't quite at the level of say Wednesday. He's the only one who was blonde. Well, yes and no, yes. Like Marilyn in the Monsters. Sorry. Oh, I was hoping we could avoid talking about the Monsters. No, we are going to avoid talking about <laughs> the Monsters. You can't. You Why cannot. wouldn't you? Anyway, continue. Um, but then, you know, for the rest of the family, it, it became really difficult for me to think of who would work for an older Fester. Mm -hmm. Like, because he's already at that point established as being a bit older than Gomez. And who do you have that's like essentially in their 70s right now or 80s that has that same sort of energy that Christopher Lloyd brought to the performance? I mean, Christopher Lloyd might work, but everything that I've seen him and now he's distinctly muted as to what he used to be. So I don't really have a good place. And then for a throwaway, I put uh, Adam Driver as Lurch because why not? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Son of Lurch. Yeah. Son of Lurch. Well, you know, his, 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 uh, his work in um, the Star Wars. Yeah. The franchise. Star Wars. <laughs> franchise. I was searching for a word because we've gone beyond like what it what it it's a franchise. Here's twenty dollars. Go see a star. Wars. <laughs> yeah, go see a star. Wars. Uh, oh my god, thank you. With for a that drink. reference. Thank you for that <laughs> reference. Oh. All right. So uh Phil, any other Oh, and then list? I have like I have whole lists for if like if Tim Burton was going to redo um the Adams family from scratch, yeah. right? That list is uh Johnny Depp is Gomez because it's Tim fucking Burton. Because it's um, Tim fucking Burton, yeah. Um, but Morticia, I went with Sophie Turner because it just it, made sense. Interesting, in, okay. In, Did you, have of... you seen the pictures of mm -hmm. her and, and yeah. her yeah. husband? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So, Perfect. So Sophie Turner instead of... Um, uh, shit, what's her name? Fight Club and Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah. Carter. Yeah. No, she cannot. She cannot be Morticia. I mean, but it's, she was. I they mean, also divorced, Burton, so, so she's not like, casting her anymore. What's that? He, they divorced, so he's not casting her anymore. Oh. Yeah. Well, 
yeah no okay i'll wait until it's my turn (laughs) but then for um wednesday and pugsley i just put that they would find a child actor that represented lock or stock from um nightmare before christmas um uh and then for fester i put alfred molina because yes and um yeah good also a good latinx because again we're having it be gomez and fester are there's the connection so he would need to be or doesn't need to be but it helps and then grandma i put uh helen mirren well whenever you could put helen mirren in anything because no specifically though specifically though because tim burton every single witch character that he has all of them have to be ethereal beauties that are skinny as rails (laughs) it's true (laughs) that's fair and so you can't put even though the one that i put if i was recasting it Mm -hmm. i put kathy bates's grandma because that's just perfect Mm -hmm. in my head oh yeah perfect but um helen mirren makes sense because she's still skinny as a rail and an ethereal beauty um even you know at her age and also can stare you down and kill you with her eyes. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Generally. Also, Tim she can kill you with her mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen. So picking up on a lot of things that you said, Phil, I'm going to start with Gomez. I had a list of three that I narrowed it down to, and I stayed within Latinx because I, I felt that it was important to to, to stay there. Um, and I, I settled on Javier Bardem. Oh, okay. Nice. Because he's got Good that intensity, call. but mm-hmm. he can also be a little goofy. You know, he can, he's got range. Sure. Um, I had Alfred Molina actually is one of my choices. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Pedro Pascal. I, I'm not going to lie. My first choice, because like, I was just like, when when Josh sent the thing of, hey, let's let's cast this movie before I even knew it was going to be a Tim Burton movie. Right. I was just like. This is a- how, outside of that. Yeah. yeah. How do you how do you not put Pedro Pascal? Yeah, Pedro Pascal was, was my first choice as well. But I, I then <laughs> yeah. went yeah. past and chose a different one. Is Pedro Pascal on your yes. side? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The 91 so, reboot, if you're going for a prettier Gomez, then yeah, right. it has to be Right, and, and that was kind of my choice. My idea was, I, I think he would be awesome, but I, I think that Javier Bardem has that, like, edgy, kind of scary, but still can do that whimsical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm down with this. Plus, plus he's would, also going to be in Dune. So. Right. I would also argue that Pedro Pascal, you saw a little bit of that. Interestingly, one of the only good parts of the Wonder Woman 84 yes. was when he started to get scared. Yeah, it, it was, was like unhinged. Yes, yes. yeah, very good. But I, yeah. But uh, yes. well, you also get that from because he was. If, if let's go back to the zeitgeist that got forgotten, he was Oberyn Martell in Game oh, of Thrones. Right? Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. All right, moving on to Morticia. I had a very kind of eclectic mix of actresses: um, Tracy Ellis Ross, Rose Byrne, and Salma Hayek. Salma. Ooh. Yes. Selma. And I settled on Salma Hayek. Because because she's got she's the she, well, yeah, absolutely. She's not like naturally tall enough to be Morticia, but she's got the presence, mm-hmm. and she's got the like oomph and va 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 boom that Morticia needs, and she's got the range. To, to be Morticia. She can be that empathetic, caring, but also scary and, you know, whatever. So Salma Hayek was my choice for Morticia. Wednesday, I chose Anya Ta- Taylor-Joy. Most recently, she's been the star of The Queen's Gambit. 
She's got yeah. that like otherworldly, odd countenance that Wednesday just has to have. Um, and and as I mentioned earlier, uh, Finn Wolfhard, who did the voice for the 2019 film, I didn't know that. I was just like, perfect. You know, he'd be great. He'd be a great, um, you know, counterbalance, counter, counterbalance to uh, Wednesday. Um, Uncle Fester, Jack Black. Oh, I mean, I, thought, I, mean, I thought, about I thought about him too. <laughs> I thought about that. I didn't settle on that just because I feel like Uncle Uncle Fester, Tim Burton. I mean, Tim Burton is going to go slightly edgier than goofier, and I feel like if you want a pure humor energy, then you go with Jack Black. If you yeah. just want him to be pure comic relief every time you see him, then absolutely go with Jack Black. Yeah. But so my casting is based on the the sixties TV show. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Tim Burton would never cast Jack Black. Um. <laughs> then my other my other idea for for Uncle Fester is Lee Ehrenberg, which I have to remember what. Um, check the D. Yeah, hang on. That's why I always write down where they were in my notes. Yeah, <laughs> like I started what, to do that and then in. I didn't. Okay, he was in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. What was he? Yeah, hang on. I'm getting there. <laughs> hang on, I'm still scrolling. Um, <laughs> I'm scrolling the D. I'm scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. I hate you. <laughs> um, not you, you. I'm not sure who that you was. I think it's her phone. It's okay. my, no, it's the D. It's the D. She hates the D. She just I hate it the, the D. D. Well, it's not, it's this is why I don't like it because okay so you are I always just hit full cast well I hit full cast and then it didn't show it to me so I'm going oh he was also in 1066 and American Gods Until. Once, once upon guy, a time you're talking about the guy that takes uh, not the guy that takes the wooden eye out but the other guy that plays off of him yeah yes he's a character he's a character actor he's very much a character actor he's a character actor but i thought he would be fun as uncle fester okay um lurch um i had uh richard mall as one of my ah, choices bull from night Court. yes nice and um bruce spence hang on uh he was in uh mad max he's kind of a he's he's he also looks a lot like uh let's see in mad max he was oh, oh the guy who wants the yeah uh, he's like petrol. the really tall yeah. guy who wears glasses he's he oh. looks a lot like the uh 60s tv actor that played Lurch. um cousin it the voice of cousin it melissa villasenor nice nice i like it um and and grandmama i just put helena bonham carter because who doesn't fucking love her <laughs> in a role like that where well, she just and, gets and, to be crazy and over the top. And we were, yeah. that's one of the few yeah. things we talked about this morning because you were like, Helena Bottom Carter isn't old or is, is too old to play Morticia. You're like, but, oh no, she's too short <laughs> mm-hmm. to play Morticia. And <laughs> she goes, she, all of a sudden she goes, but grandma would be perfect. <laughs> yep. Well, and that's, it also depends on which iteration of the Adams family you're going with. Because if you're going right. by the 60s TV show, Mortis is shorter yep. than Gomez right. in, the, in the TV yep. show. So. True. Fair. So when you sent this off to me, I was, you know, like, I think I was pretty pretty much in bed already. <laughs> like on, on, like a few days ago when you sent this to me, it's like, cast this. And then like two hours before the episode, you were like, cast it with Tim Burton. I'm like, oh, no. no, I, no. I've got, I've got yeah, part of Yeah, I was cast. like, no, fuck you. Yeah, so I... <laughs> 
I, I have like when you said cast this, I kind of I, like the first time you said cast this, I kind of blew off Wednesday and Pugsley because I I'm not up on my child actors. Right. And then when you said it's going to be called Wednesday and it's Tim Burton, so cast this, and I was like, oh fuck. Well, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm still not going to cast Pugsley and Wednesday. We can we can find <laughs> we can find good child actors somewhere. Um, they exist. We'll find yeah, them. Yeah, they're out there. We'll find them. <laughs> Um, the first person that actually popped into my head, like while I was like watching TV, watching movies, I saw that the actor pop up. Um, the character that um, casting is Lurch, and it was David Harbour. Um, Stranger Things, uh, Suicide Squad, the most recent Hellboy. Um, in Stranger Things, he was the oh the, the cop. The- the, the cop, cop yeah yeah no? no no everybody's kind of scratching their heads nope. no i know who you're talking about yeah, well you do we don't okay h-a-r-b-o-u-r <laughs> he was in the newsroom he was in the newsroom he was in lots of stuff yeah elliot in the newsroom okay i knew who that is like with the beard i was like if you if you shave the beard he's a pretty oh okay tall like statuesque dude like you would be a pretty good lawyer. And I just saw him. I'm just like, I should make him lurch. Um, and what was I watching? I was actually watching... Show uh, full of liberals. Bring up uh, an uh, Aaron Sorkin show. Right. <laughs> how, about, how about the Equalizer? Like, he was one of the yeah. one of the bad is guys he, in I know the Equalizer. Who he is. No, is he, he was, is he, he was in WandaVision? Also... Is he the He's commander? the general in WandaVision. Yes. Yep. Yes. Actually, yeah, he is. And I totally missed that myself. Yeah. He's fantastic. Um, See, I was going to go with he was Kinsey from the Kinsey yeah, movie. Yeah, he yes. was in Kinsey, yeah. Um, I, I I saw all these things and I'm just like, yeah, no, I've seen all, like, I've seen Kinsey, but if I bring that up, that might be way too obscure for the people that are <laughs> um, being the TV guy here. Um, for Gomez, obviously my first pick was Pedro Pascal, and then, like, literally in the 45 minutes before the episode started while I was hanging out here with Josh, um, I was like, nah, I should find somebody else, and I, I just started, like, going through, um, like, Latinx actors and i and i couldn't help myself i saw the image pop up and i was just like it's it's got to be fucking john leguizamo i you know i thought about that on there I thought about that because I, uh, for, well, he's fucking amazing. What, I what, love him. What haven't you seen? What have you seen John Leguizamo in that you didn't like? Right. You know, there was the a best. zombie movie that I saw him in that he was the best character in the movie. I didn't like the rest of the movie, but. Okay. So this is funny that you just asked that question. I know because, because I watched I know Phil's both you and Phil just like. And I know my answer because we both fucking love John Leguizamo. And Phil's going to say Moulin Rouge. <laughs> and I will say the pest. <laughs> I didn't mind his character in Moulin Rouge. I just didn't, I didn't especially like Moulin Rouge. So. But no, no. John Leguizamo was. fell through my roof. He was shortly followed by a dwarf who dressed as a nun. John Leguizamo is good in everything, but he's very much a character actor. And if you're going for Gomez having the ability to steal a scene from the actresses that you're from yeah from the actress that you mentioned like specifically he, yes yeah he's he well, doesn't mentioned one other actor so it's not like he's stealing much right fair <laughs> <laughs> okay no, then let's let's hold off until he says his morticia yeah. and then disagree with him because she'd steal the scene oh, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be so pissed off at me and my morticia i well, chose let's see i chose Kristen stewart not bad okay actually. not bad i i don't mind that and uh, if you haven't seen under Water, yes, she's underwater, and the new Charlie's Angels should be the reasons why Kristen Stewart got redeemed from Twilight. Underwater was great, also, it's not Kristen Stewart's 
fault that Twilight was the shit fest. And it, was, it, was, it was, in fact, her fault for having an affair with her director during Snow White. That is her fault. Okay, fine. But she, because of Twilight, <laughs> she can do fault. that goth look. Yes. That is, she is, yeah. she is morticia. Well, and I, I, I think, I think she's a decent actress. I do. And I think she could do morticia. Absolutely. I'm not sure. The only, the only pause that I have is I think she's a good actress. I think she could do Morticia, but I think that there's she she doesn't have the depth that I would want for Morticia because I think Morticia is such a map. Okay, this is me because I love that character so much, <laughs> but I think that there is there is so much to that character that it's difficult for an actress to portray. I think it's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be difficult yeah. for anybody, yeah. but I, I think that putting her on the okay. set... I think those are good choices for a show called Wednesday. <laughs> no, again, because the focus is going to be on True. Wednesday. Hey, so I'm... Gomez and Morticia shouldn't necessarily steal scenes. Hang on, I'm getting there. Okay. Because I still have Fester. And grandma. And if you put Kristen Stewart in with the rest of these actors, I think she will rise to the level okay. of the people that she's working okay. with. Underwater 100% convinced me of that. She yeah. is phenomenal in Underwater. For Fester, I chose Mark Strong, who was Merlin in Kingsman. Uh -huh. Oh, Who was yeah. Blackwood in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's a been, lot of intensity. He there. was he was Sinestro in in yep. Green Lantern. Yep. Um, he was also Once again in, not as bad as it could have been. Also not as bad as people say it is. Yeah. Shazam and Kickass, which are on the list. Yes. Yes. I guess my question is, how do you <gasps> He's get, in the, kick -ass? How do you get the We got to do that. Let's do it. <laughs> well, we have to talk about that. Sorry, what were you saying, Phil? How do you? My only issue is is that even in the original comics, though, there's a level of humor and and mirth that I don't get from Mark Strong's performances. Did you not watch Kingsman? Yeah, Kingsman yeah. as Merlin, okay. he had his moments yeah. of I'm just being a little I, goblin I'm, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried very hard to find Kingsman, and I can't get access to it. It's not on any of the ones that I had that I can stream. It's on the well. We have Golden Circle on the Voodoo. We don't have the original on the Voodoo. Uh, uh, yeah, we need to add the original. And I wanted he's to watch still, the he's still in the first. second one too. Right, right. Um, no, we got to add. We got to. Yeah, we got to add the first one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Shazam, Kickass. Now and then for Grandma, I, I I looked at Grandma and I went, how how do you not take Betty White and put her with a really haggard like. Pull her hair, just just pull her hair down. Make her okay. look like people think her ages. Yeah. So for the '60s show, TV show, spot fucking on. She would be amazing because it's just like I'm gonna fucking poke holes in everything you got, and just yeah. Take her the yeah. way she is now, yeah. and just take her makeup away, and she's right. perfect. I mean, because yeah. she's been doing, she was doing voice. She did voice acting in 2019. Mm -hmm. She got oh yeah, no, she's still going strong. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. got a spoken word Grammy in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. She's this, had this... the longest career of any actor or actress in television history. Yes. And how do you not? How do you not just be like this? Is this is because we have no idea how old <laughs> Granny she just is. Celebrated the her ninety sixth or seventh. Uh, third. I thought it was third ninety third. I could be. Uh, born in nineteen twenty two. Wikipedia. So it would so ninety ninth birthday. Yeah. 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 Well, also, if we're going to cast people who aren't actors, my grandmother. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> my grandmother turned one hundred last December, and and on a Zoom call with my 
my dad and my grandmother, she said, oh no, I'm, I am the funniest and I am the oldest person here. So I get to tell you what's funny. (laughs) If we're casting non-actors, I'm casting your mom and your mom will just sit there and I will not give her a script. I'm just going to get her reactions to what people are saying in the Adams family. For what? For grandmama? <laughs> For grandmama. And then she will just like say something and it'll be the star like <laughs> comments. Because like on the surface, it might seem like, oh, that's pretty kind. And underneath people from the South would be like, that bitch destroyed you. I, <laughs> I, I learned from the best. I know. The mighty ISIS. But yeah, that's that's what all I've all I really got time to cast. Um, and that everything else was kind of the reason why I stuck Kristen Stewart in the middle of that. Because mm-hmm. I think yeah. with all of that other influence around her, yeah, I think she will play the perfect yeah. Portation. That's fair. Oh, she, I, did, yeah, I did not yeah. have a Wednesday yeah. or Pugsley. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 So um I started with the idea that I thought everyone would cast Pedro Pascal as Gomez because it's been a huge <laughs> movement online sure same with christina ricci as morticia a bunch of people have been saying sure. whatever your new iteration her. is just make her the new morticia i don't agree with that but yeah sure right <laughs> so i took those off the table for so for gomez i did diego luna and That's a, diego, all right. diego luna was uh cassian ander in rogue one he was in ikumama yeah. tambien okay uh the very very good latinx actor okay Okay. Um, also, in milk. yes, he was in milk. Uh, Jen, you will be happy with this, Morticia. Uh, I think it's time for Mila Jovovich to really. Step oh damn! Up. Good idea. Step up and really do yeah. the acting chops that she. I can mean, do. Ever, so ever I know. Elderly, I think I think, I think I've brought Josh over. He was just like, "No, Resident Evil is trash. Yes, it's trash, but it's fun trash. Hellboy. It's fun trash. Hellboy. <laughs> Hellboy. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Well, yeah. She can do it. I mean, she can Fifth do Element it. is just right. kind of that that thing that she put on the shelf and just kind of want to like pull out and just be like Fifth Element. And then, no, that's fine. We're, we're not going to reference the Bible. <laughs> we're going <but>, <laughs> to come out and say the most recent Hellboy, which should have gotten a sequel because it was so fucking good. Right. No, I I think that's a good choice. She's she's solid. Well, the other thing is that. Uh, Charlize Theron did the voice in the cartoon mm-hmm. uh, movie. Really, for me, what I have learned is if you want Charlize Theron but you want her to be creepier, you get Mila Jovovich. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, to me, just yes. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, the only what's that? oh, I was I was just gonna say the only other person that I, that was playing in my head to also be Morticia would be Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, I short you would, again would have to deal with the height thing. Yeah, that that's but, not an yeah. issue. But no, I I think she's. If we've too... seen the Green Mile, we know we can deal with short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my only it's it's the wrong like her weird deadpan is wrong because it doesn't come across to me. Morticia is weird and she's like. But she's like the. She's regal. No, it's not regal. It's she's like the Nobel Peace Prize. Like she understands and she gets why people do things and she empathizes. And Aubrey Plaza lacks that empathy. That's fair. So uh, for Wednesday, I had Millie Bobby Brown. (laughs) That was one of the ones that I chose, and then I went with the weirder looking one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Millie Bobby Brown was uh, also Stranger uh, Things. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stranger Things. Um, So I had two different Pugsleys and they're very different directions. So I had the Latinx choice and then I had the 
the just kind of what's happening right now choice. So my Latinx choice is Rico Rodriguez, who was uh, Manny in Modern Family. Okay. Uh, he was the the kid. Oh yeah. The, yep. the, yeah, okay. um, he he's a little old for it, but he'd have to play younger. Um, and then the other choice I had was Jaden Martell. He was the the only kid in Knives Out. Um, oh, yeah. He was the only like teenager in the family in Knives Out. Knives Out was such a good movie. It was. Um, but I thought he had the chops to again do a Pugsley the way the Pugsley should be instead right. of just I'm a sidekick of Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fester, I think all of you are going to fucking kick yourselves professor because you i i went full latinx horatio sands i like horatio the other one that i was doing in my head was luis guzman yep luis, luis guzman would be another yeah. good guy i don't even know yeah. who horatio sands was on guzman. snl yeah. he was the fat latin guy on hey, snl for a long great. time but the only exposure <laughs> that i have to snl is when i come over here and you're like have you seen snl and i'm like no <laughs> Because um, I don't watch this enough. Horatio Sands is uh, an interesting choice. I'm I would need I I'm not saying that he couldn't do it. I just don't get the creepy from him. The other choice that I had recently, while we were actually finishing up the stand yesterday, uh, was and I don't know the name of the actor, but whoever played Tom Cullen in the stand. Oh yeah. In the new yeah, CBS stand. Good. I've not seen it yet. Oh, who is that actor? It's all out now. So nine episodes, you could just. Yeah, I can, I can binge it. it. I can I can take a weekend and just yeah. get through it. Yeah, and it's it, it it's very well done. But they went a very different direction. Uh, with Brad the, William Hank. Thank yeah. you. Who can be a? It's a very problematic character because like you look at the '90s series and it was they had Dauber pretending to be mentally retarded, mm. you know, and and uh, this character did it in a way that did not feel offensive. Yeah. Um, so he's simple, not right. Well, but, and he yeah. has a whole speech that he. He's been taught basically about how he can't pick up on social cues. It's it's brilliant. You, I really highly recommend the new Stan series. And it's not as, I, I guess... He also played gruesome. Right. Played what? Uh, he was one of the uh, orcs in Bright. Right, yep. Oh, okay. But it doesn't... Uh, the new stand isn't quite as gruesome as the 90s was, so it really doesn't go more into the horror. It goes more into the effects of what's happening. Um, and finally, my Jane Fonda, or my my grandma Jane Fonda. Um, I, I want somebody that has the depth and the gravitas of being like an, a well-established actress um, to ground the scenes that she's in. And I feel watching uh, what's the new series with Lily Tomlin or the Grace Frank and Frankie. Yeah. Uh, watching Grace and Frankie, she can take a scene and she can. Yeah, she's got. Yeah. But also, it's that role where you can give it to her and be like, Jane, it's your chance to be creepy. Do whatever the fuck you want. Jane right. Fonda, right. Be <laughs> creepy. Like, go outside of your, your box yeah. and try something new. And I think that that's the role that you really can do that. Like, we've talked before about, like, I'd love to see Heather Graham in more things because she's kind of fallen off the face of the earth. Like, it's that kind of... Yeah. Which, by the way, Heather Graham was also in the stand. Um, But, you know, um, yeah. So that is... That is who I had. Oh, sorry. Cousin It, who's going to do the voice of Cousin It. And that is, because uh, of course I didn't write it down, because I'm like, I'm never going to forget her name. My favorite woman on Kate SNL. Kate McKinnon. Thank you. Kate McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't do voice as well. It's all her voice. Yeah, but you're just going to take whatever she says. And you're going to play it back. It and, and actually, I was thinking, before I said Melissa Villasenor, the um, Heidi... 
what's her name? Another SNL cast member who's the like, uh, uh, what is her name? Heidi. Hang on. I mean, for my money, Snoop Dogg's going to play Cousin Ed for the rest of my life. Well, yes, yes. Snoop Dogg and everything. Like, I watch the Go Big show because it's Snoop Dogg and uh, Rosario Dawson. Right. Judging crazy ass ass. Please hold. Oh, yeah, you suck. If you don't say anything, then the noise cancellation or the silence production. Future Josh, edit. (laughs) Yep. A sound engineer. You're on. Sound engineer sucks. Such a horrible (laughs) job. (laughs) You love it. Heidi Gardner. Oh, oh, yeah. She does the uh, influencer uh, yeah, she, parts on, on, on yeah, Weekend Yeah, or plays update. the kid. That's yeah, the, she yeah. generally plays like younger. Yeah. yeah. No, she would be good. Yeah. All right. Any, uh, okay. So obviously there are no further comics from Charles Adams since he died in 1988, obviously, uh, for right. us to go on. But based on, uh, ideally, no pandemic by by October. Right. Uh, based on this cartoon, will you go and see it in the theater? Will you wait till it streams or will you just not be interested? Bill? Uh, I am I actually really thoroughly enjoyed the newest one, the 2019 cartoon. So I'm, I'm going to see if my kids like it. And if they like it, then that'll be hopefully one of the things that we do over the summer. Yes. But if, that's an if, because right. their tastes are eclectic and brutal. They are um, children. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. But I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And if I don't get to see it in the theaters, then I'll just watch it when it comes out. Because I just they did such a good job they did such a good job being faithful to both the original material and what's come since that like they they deserve my money i'm gonna put it that way nice Um, I, I kind of agree with, with Phil to a certain extent, except they don't have kids. Um, <laughs> they, do, they do deserve my money, um, which is kind of my new like liberal standpoint for, <laughs> you know, it's like you are, you know, you're a business as don't tread on me flag standing, you know, flying over your, over the top of your roof. I'm like, uh, guess what? You don't deserve my money. Which is sad because I really like that <laughs> until they did that. Anyways. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to speak of that anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, they do deserve my money. Will I, will I remember it when it comes? around to you know halloween no because you know why because dune's gonna be coming out (laughs) (laughs) and i will most likely be spending my money on just getting an entire theater socially distanced because this plague isn't going to be over yet by then (laughs) um and just let my friends go you know socially you know 20 odd friends of mine go socially distance themselves throughout a massive entire theater um so that we can all watch dune together you know like six eight feet apart and what will you do when they introduce the voice again i will crawl through my phone to slap jason <laughs> uh, listen that's uh, your one mention this episode jason it's your last, <laughs> last mention this season because <laughs> it's the last episode right jen um the, i don't have to worry about the pandemic hell yes i'm doing anything i can and everything outside <laughs> going, of my house going to see Dune. i am going to do everything i can that leaving and being in crowds yes we're but... getting one of those ridiculous like <laughs> go see whatever movie you want to see whatever you want to see it passes <laughs> um but aside from that yeah i'd love to see it in the theater i would probably see it in the theater i would probably see it streaming 
something, you know, it's it's something that I love, so I will I will see it however I can get it. I mean, if the next one's as good as the first one was, then yes. I will give it my my highest movie rating of, you know, pay to see it in the theater twice. Yeah. Right. And and same. Uh I didn't see the first one in the theater cuz we were worried like what it <laughs> yes, was going to it's do true. and what it was going to be and we were waiting for it to stream and then the pandemic hit and then it hit Amazon and we watched it and really really enjoyed it. So, yeah, this is definitely something that I want to uh something that I want to see. And, you know, the Netflix series, I'm um, I'm definitely going to give that a shot as soon as it comes out uh because they canceled Sabrina, you fuckers. Uh, you know, uh, Sabrina no. And I do Sabrina, Sabrina yes. <laughs> And I do hope that uh, since it's called Wednesday, I do hope that it has that Sabrina kind of focus and flair yeah. to it being a Tim Burton property. Like, you know, like kind of kind of how Beetlejuice was all about um, Winona Ryder's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see Wednesday be from the perspective of Wednesday. Um, well, you would hope, given its hope, title. But, you know, who knows what people do. Phil, thank you so much for joining us, my bro. Hey! Miss you! friend i love, love you. you we miss you <laughs> uh, you're you all the way you're all the way four hours away in omaha <laughs> and uh we will have to do a big weekend once we get the shots once we all get vaccinated yeah yeah no we have to come out um so a little bit of housekeeping um this is the last episode of season four season five will be coming in may uh we're going to take a little bit of a break to record some episodes and in bulk up but we also have a new bonus episode there is the bonus episode that we will be dropping halfway through where we will be covering everything batman so okay come on <laughs> Not, Not everything. everything. Most things <laughs> you Batman. have seven. You have seventy-five years worth of comics to read. We're, we're not like talking comics. Jesus different Christ. series. Jesus and, you know, Christ, like... we're not talking comics. We <laughs> watched some of the '66 Batman. We're going to watch the '66 Batman movie. I'm almost done with the entire first season of the '66 series. We are. Where's uh, my bat shark repellent? Right. Yes. <laughs> we're going to go through the first four movies, so both the Burtons and the Schumachers. Then we're going to go through the three uh, uh, Nolan movies, uh, and we are. Are going to watch the director's cut of Batman v Superman. The, well, the director's cut is already out. Are you talking about the ultimate cut? The ultimate which is due cut. out shortly. Yes. Uh, okay, so but if do... you're if you're going that far back to do Batman, then you have to include the animated series. The original we animated series uh, so good. never watched the animated series, <sighs> so we did it's introduce so him. And and I have I have feelings on it. Yeah. Yes. We introduced <laughs> him to what the top fifteen episodes that will be will be brought up during during the bonus episode. Right. So the bonus episode will drop soon. However, we do have a new show that will be coming out starting next season called Rec Conversations. It will be me and my co-host, Leia Cameron, good friend of the show, um, who we will be analyzing and explaining the hardest to understand, craziest, and just most ridiculous comic book storylines. We will be starting with Civil War, the first Civil War. I, I just want popcorn and beer while while you try and, and, and just sit there and watch you guys try and explain how uh, uh, <laughs> Dark Phoenix is anything like good. <laughs> okay, well, Dark Phoenix is not in our original list, but... Uh, how do you, you not, can... If you're going for the craziest comic storylines, how do you not include X-Men in space? That's That should be... <laughs> Like because I'm too busy right now reading the fucking clone saga from Spider-Man. 
out of the nineties. And fuck those people that recommended that one. Hashtag, Man in a jean jacket. <laughs> the nineties sucked. Yeah, the nineties well, sucked. So did the two thousands. We're also doing Infinity <laughs> Crisis, where Superboy punched reality to fix the world. It's it's a hangover from the nineties. Yeah, no, there there's so many that we're going to be doing, and uh, yes, and so the the format next season we will be releasing one episode of Rec Conversations uh, on one. Friday Friday, and then the following Friday, one episode of Graphically Novel to give my lovely co-hosts here a break and to keep me busy, which keeps my wife happy. Um, yeah, grad school. It'll be done soon. Grad school, and done. then it'll be over. We can keep on the every other weekend schedule so Jen and I can hang out and drink on the weekends like we used to. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, those are our two big announcements. Stay tuned uh, soon for the Batman. Uh, I imagine you're going to see that probably late March. Um, and then we will be coming back. We do not have our entire schedule yet. We have to do that actually very soon. Hopefully yeah. right after we record this. Uh, mm, depending nope. on No, no, Bear's got to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we do have to figure that out. But until yeah. then, take it away, Vandela. <laughs> You don't want to see my 